Yeah, that's our student conference. Any college students in here, former college students, high school students, anybody yeah. just wants to yell and be excited. Yeah. Yes, give your neighbor a high five and say, welcome to church. Man, it is early. I am way too energetic for the 9 a.m. service on MLK weekend. But I got a lot of energy this morning. I know the fast is doing something to me. We're in, uh, we, January 1st, we started 21 days of fasting and prayer. And I know that many of you have joined us in that process. If you have not joined us, maybe you're a guest this morning, or, or maybe you're just coming back to school uh, this year at Luminous Church and in San Antonio, we just encourage you and invite you to join us in our fast. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome. At 9 p.m., everybody say 9 p.m. Everybody say 6 a.m. Two hours of prayer, so, so two hours of prayer we're going to have every day this week, Monday through Friday. The information, Stephen, if you could put that on the screen, you can call this number. Everybody pull out their phone and just put it in there with a faith. Just, man, this is a faith. This is a faith. A faith dialing, putting it in, in there, putting in your notes and all that stuff. Or you can go to that URL and join us. You can download the app. You can... You can participate in any way possible. We'd love for you to try to make at least one of those prayer times this week. It's really been great because, you know, when a church prays together, they stay together, right? Yeah. And that's so true. That's for your family, too. If you pray together, you stay together. And we believe that. The prayer is really what unifies the body of Christ. If we're going to see the body of Jesus come together on the earth today, we need to start stepping out in prayer together. I'm telling you, it's the only way that it's going to happen. And I, we really believe that that's what God is doing. And so join us in prayer this week. We're going to be praying for Luminous, be praying for our city, be praying for the world. And so it's really going to be a great time. We have, we've been doing this for two weeks. Been waking up at 6 a.m., actually 5.30, because, you know, I have to do my devotional before I get on there because, you know, every leader has to come prepared, you know, with something. And so, so I mean, I've been tired. I've been tired. Everybody else been tired. We've been fasting. Maybe you're doing social media. Maybe you're doing sweets. Maybe you're doing coffee. Or maybe you're doing food. Chase, Joe Bear, and I have been just texting each other, encouraging each other. He sent me this meme this week. And this is the fast life. Hashtag fast life right here. Just... You know, that's that's how it works. You know, you're just drinking Campbell's soup, filtering all the chicken out. You know, you just no noodles, no chicken, just juice. You know, it's it's sad. It's really sad. We're sad individuals. Uh, but that's that's how we're making it through right there. Just filtering Campbell's soup, water, smoothies, juices. It's been really good. I hope that you're enjoying your time. On your way out this morning, if you didn't get a devotional, you haven't been doing that with us, or you missed last Sunday and missed the opportunity to grab a devotion, we have those for you right after service. You can grab one of those. It's been good. We're going to break fast Saturday morning. So Saturday morning, we're going to break fast, and then Sunday morning, we'll actually break fast. Corporately, we'll have, we'll have communion, um, and we'll take communion corporately next Sunday on our Vision Sunday, which is exciting because we have some people get baptized. We're going we're gonna to share what God's going to be doing this year. We're really excited. Um, I want you to just, I would invite you to pray with us. That we have, There's a possible lease space for Luminous Church that came open over the last couple weeks. And, and we're just praying about it, seeing if it's a fit. It has to be the right number. Has to. Um, we're seeing if this space will work. But join us in prayer next Sunday. Hopefully, we're going to announce whether or not we're going to be in that space. So we're really excited about that. So come next Sunday for the big announcement, whether it's this 
or not this. And so that's it's kind of sad. And so um, we're praying it's good. We're praying it's good. God's going to do great things. So we invite you in the journey with us. But that's what we're doing. That's what we're praying for. Um, it is MLK uh, Day tomorrow, MLK weekend. I love um, this weekend. The Dr. Reverend, Reverend Martin Luther King says this in his book, A Gift of Love, which is a compilation of uh, all these series that he did on love. He says, everybody wishes to love and to be loved. He who feels that he is not loved feels that he does not count. And what I love about this weekend is this weekend really for our church is huge because one of our, our values is diversity. And, and I think that that's been our heart is that we want people to feel loved as they come into Luminous Church. No matter where you come from, what walk of life you come from. Because we want to know that, that people, we want to let you know that people matter. That people count. And if there's not love extended in this house to one another, then, then it's just empty words. And I'm thankful that we have a weekend where we just get to highlight that people matter. That people matter from every race, tribe, tongue, and language. That people matter to God. That they matter to who, who He is. And that He died for the whole world. Not just for white Ben or, or Hispanic Brandy. He died for the whole world. The entirety of it. Every, everybody. And so we want to let you know that, that you are loved in this church. That you matter. That you matter. And so one of the ways that to extend that to people is to be that for somebody in this place. So maybe a guest came in this morning, maybe during our, that's why we do a minute meet and greet. It, it's an opportunity to say, hey, you matter. I'm so glad that you're here this morning doing life with us. We're in a series called Knowing God. Knowing God, first week we talked about God's glory. Julia explained that in worship. I, I loved her explanation. Just God's glory, where we see God's glory on the earth, where we see it in humanity, and where we ultimately see it in Jesus. Last week we talked about God's goodness. How I many you know God's good? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, back in the day when you, when you grew up like Pentecostal, or maybe, maybe back in the day when you grew up in a church, somebody would say, God's good, and everybody would say, all the time, right? So, so let's just try that. God's good. All the time. Oh, come on now. That's awesome. It's awesome. You're doing great. You're doing great. I don't know. I don't know when to respond to that. Today is God's generosity. We're going to talk about God's generosity. God's good. And you're so participatory this morning. It's amazing. So a father gives his little girl $2. And he gives his little girl $2 and for the candy store. But she go, he goes, one is God's and, and one is yours. So go to the candy store, buy what you want. One's God's, one's yours. So give one to God and give one to yours. As she's walking to the candy store, the, the dollar drops and it goes down the storm drain. She goes, oh man, Lord, sorry, I guess that's your dollar. And she goes and takes her dollar to the candy store. And, and that's so true. Isn't that what we do all the time? What I love about God's generosity is that it's all God's. It's all God's. Not, not the $1, but the $2. And all of it is God's. Everything that we have on earth is God's, isn't it? And, and that's what I want to talk about is God is generous with what he has. 
God is generous with, with what he has. He has allowed us to have so much, and he blesses us so much. We're going to see God's generosity given to us, given to humanity. And, and Brandy and I know God's generosity probably more than a lot. We know God's generosity. I, it was when we first got married in, in 2008. So long ago, you know, so long ago. 2008, we got married. We were in debt. We were in our debt-free journey. And I remember this journey, this, this struggle of, of trying to become debt-free. And, and a lot of you have heard this story, but I'm just amazed by God's generosity because what we saw was God's faithfulness through the way that he provided for us along this journey. You know, when God calls you to something, he calls you to step out. I'm just going to let you know that God is faithful to his calling. I know that some, a lot of you are in school right now. You, you stepped out to UTSA or UTESCA or whatever they call it now. And, and you stepped out into your journey of, of school. And just know this, that God is faithful. God is faithful, and as Brandy and I were trying to get out of debt and planning right and budgeting and yet also asking God for a miracle. We were asking God for a miracle because how many of you know if God calls you something that's bigger than your own ability? Have you noticed that to be true? It's, it's always bigger than you. It, it's, it takes some miraculous things to happen, to take place in your life to see it come to fruition, doesn't it? And for us, we wanted to be debt-free. And five years, and then we were going to bring kids into the world. Or at least that was our prayer. And then that was a big faith dream for us. It was something that we were asking God for. And I'll never forget, I mean, we had a substantial amount of debt. If we were to take all of our excess income and put it on this debt, it was going to be very close. And then here came opportunities to give. And we still wanted to be givers. And so we were giving money away. We were being a blessing. We were doing all these things. And, and I'll never forget the one day that we came into our house, we knew that we had a car to pay off left and, and a couple of other things. I mean, not much money left. It was, it was right around about $8,000 that we left to owe. And I'll never forget this. When we came home one day, we, we, we were out on a date, I think, or doing something. And, and when we came in, there on our mattress was $10,000 with a simple note that said, Jesus loves you. And that was it. That was it for us. I mean, we, we were crying. We had no idea how this money got in there. Obviously, as somebody who knows, knows the code to our house, which everybody did. And so, so that's what happens when you have an open door policy. It's just dangerous. It's dangerous. That's why we don't let that happen now. But, but man, that was just enough to be able to pay off the rest of our debt. And man, we were praising God. And we saw God's generosity. And, and in 2017, my prayer for us as a church is not just financial generosity. I want, I want to talk about just the generosity of God. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 65. Psalm 65, talking about just the generosity of God. This is a, a song of thanksgiving is Psalm 65. And it's a, it's a powerful picture of God's generosity for us, verse one and two, praise awaits you, our God in Zion. To you, our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you, all people will come. And, and we know this that our 
prayers are going to be answered. As you're in stepping out into this 21 days of prayer and fasting, if you've been praying for your family, and as you've been praying for your family in 2017, I know that God hears your prayers. And, and then we see in verse 3 and 4, When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Blessed is the one you choose and bring near. God is generous in salvation. If we were to credit anything to God, it would be his generosity of salvation. And we know that to be true in our life. And, and David in the psalm of thanksgiving isn't focused on his sin, isn't focused on his iniquity. He's focused on the salvation of Jesus. He's focused on the salvation of the Lord, that all of our sins have been atoned for. Isn't that good news that all of our sins have been atoned for? That God's generosity is rich in salvation towards us. Towards us. And it's really what starts us off to a great day. As we start this year in 2017, without salvation, without that, it would be hopeless, right? It would be hopeless. Paul said, if there was no resurrection of the dead, then my faith would be in vain. It means that everything that we live for, the reason that we showed up to Luminous Church, the, the thing that centers our life, everything hinges on the fact that, that salvation has come and that Jesus has been resurrected from the dead. And because of that, we know that our sins are atoned for. And what I love about the Psalms, and, and, and what I love about this, what we can learn about this, is he doesn't focus on his sin. And that's sometimes what we do, right? As we reflect in 2017, we just think about all the bad things that happened in 2016, right? Like how bad of a person you are, how much you sinned last year, how much you cussed, how much you missed the mark, how, much, how many regrets you have. And, and in 2017, um, as you begin to reflect on 2016, if you start with that kind of reflection, that will become the biggest thing in your mind and in your life. It's why the psalmist starts focusing on salvation, because, because it, whatever you focus on is actually what becomes magnified. Not only is God generous in salvation, he is generous with peace. Psalm 65, 6 through 7 says this, The one who by his strength established the mountains... Being girded with might, who steals the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the peoples. That God is generous with peace. How many of us need peace in our life in 2017? I think we do because the world is coming against you. And every time Brandy and I would step into our house, I, re I remember this one prayer is that this, this house would always be a refuge of peace. You know it. Have you ever gone into that house and you know that there's just not peace there? You walk in there and, and it's like peace is sucked out of the place and it's not a restful place. It's not a comfortable place. It's a place where you feel uneasy. Well, our prayer in 2017 will continue to be that, that our house would be a house of peace. As you step in there, we want just the peace of God to flood your heart mind and soul we pray for that we pray as our neighbors come in that this would be peaceful we know that so many of our neighbors they they are have different 
family lives, different walks of life, different circumstances. And you know this also, right? Maybe your coworkers or, or maybe your neighbors and, and their life is in disarray. It's just not lining up and there's no peace in their life. I believe that when you walk into our house, it's going to be peace. We believe that as these neighborhood kids come into our house, it's going to be peace. We believe that as people walk in there, that the peace of God would just flood in. Peace is an important thing. And I would say this, that the devil is trying to rob peace. He's trying to rob peace. You see, Jesus is the prince of peace. And he's trying to take that away. He's trying to dismantle that. And Jesus' journey three years on earth was hopefully to raise the disciples up so that they would learn how to command peace in their life. Have you ever commanded peace in your life? Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41, we see this moment. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowds, they took with him they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? We see a picture, a poetic stanza in Psalm 65 that God calms the sea. But then we see a fruition, a picture of, of Jesus actually stepping in to God's promise that he calms the sea. And Jesus steps up into the sea in a moment where the waves are crashing around. Have any of you been deep sea fishing? Deep sea fishing, been out to sea? No, uh, two people. Awesome. Well, we're going to take adventures this year in 2017. Just put that on your bucket list. Come on, man. Got to get out. So... It's crazy. When you go out to sea, the, the ocean is just swelling, and it is, it is crazy. I mean, it's almost frightful. You immediately get seasick. The waves are just huge. I remember being in South Africa, 2009. Brandy and I went on a, on a mission-cation. As, as a mission trip slash vacation, you know what I'm saying? Where you ask all your friends to support you, to send you over somewhere, you tell some people about Jesus, but then you go shark diving. Yes, that's what we did. We went shark diving. And, and we went to Seal Island off the coast of South Africa. And we're in this boat and everybody has wetsuits on. It's freezing. And we're heading this boat um, going out to Seal Island. It's about 16 miles away. And it's just wave after wave after wave and this guy's not slowing down i mean he's driving as fast as he possibly can because the faster he drives the quicker we see the sharks then the quicker he fill up his boat again and make a lot of money right so it makes sense so as we're going people are getting sick some people are throwing up it, i mean what, what started out as an awesome adventure to see sharks is becoming a nightmare for a lot of people and we finally get there the boat's rocking and the sea is is huge is huge is enormous 
And, and what I notice is this, is that, that it's scary being out in sea. In the Sea of Galilee, it, the, the wind will come over the mountains and it will, it will take that, that water and it will turn it. Imagine being in a fishing boat where the water is coming in, where you know that you're so far from land that you could drown if the water were to come in there. And these guys are terrified. And who's sleeping? Jesus. Like Jesus, you know, Jesus is just calm. He's sleeping. He knows nothing is going to happen. He steps up and he rebukes the storm and he calms the sea. And then he begins to ask them, when is your faith going to start showing up? And I, I think for us, as we've been praying in 2017, my question for us is, is our faith going to be there to trust Jesus? Is our faith going to be there to show up? Are, are you and me going to have the ability to calm the seas in our life? To calm the storms? Because I guarantee you that there will be storms that come this year. There's going to be some storms that come. There's already been some storms. And the enemy wants to rob peace from your life. What I love about this, and I stand on this promise, that at any moment I can call the Prince of Peace. And I know Jesus is going to show up. He's going to calm it. He's going to calm it. And that's what I need more in my life than any other thing is I need peace. I need to know that these storms will be calmed. He's rich and generous in giving you peace. And he's also generous in giving you blessing. Psalm 65, 9 and 11. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain. For so you have prepared it. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. Would you love this picture? This picture of you coming from the farm with your wagon and as you're, as you're riding your wagon, it's just, I mean, just filled with so much. It's just overflowing. How many would want that in their bank account? Like some overflowing in their bank account. Some overflowing in the blessings of God. Some overflowing with God's blessing in your family. I'm telling you, let's claim it this year. Let's claim some blessings of God this year. Let's crown this year with blessing. You know, it's crazy. I mean, this farmer, is he has so much. The, the roads, the tracks overflow with abundance. You know me, I'm like the farmer who's going up, picking it up back up, putting it in my pockets, you know, in my shirt and all that stuff. There's so much. It just, it leaves a trail of blessing behind this farmer. And what I feel like in your life is as God blesses, there's going to be a trail of blessing that overflows out of your life so that other people will be able to eat, that other people will be provided for, that you'll be a blessing for other people because God has richly blessed you. I have this picture when I read this of Benson. Benson, and he, he was so blessed this Christmas. And ha have you ever done this with the blessing of God? Like, it's too much, God. Too much. Like, 
We have too much stuff. You know, in fact, millennials love it. You know, it's all about simple. You know, get rid of seven simple things in seven days or, or whatever the books are. You know, you just like trying to, you know, downgrade, downgrade, downgrade to fight materialism. And I get that. But also, you got to understand that, man, God is blessed, hasn't he? He is blessed and it's not bad that he blesses. But I feel a little guilty because Benson got a lot of toys for Christmas. Like, a ton of toys. In fact, he already had a lot of cars, and then here comes more cars to Benson. Like, he's getting more Hot Wheels. I'm like, seriously, where are we gonna put all these Hot Wheels? We gotta like give these away. We, we gotta, I mean, come on now. Can we give some Hot Wheels to some people? And I love it, because he puts all these Hot Wheels, every car that he's gotten this Christmas, and he puts them in his bin, and he's walking to the living room to go play, and it's just like cars just falling all over the place. And what I realized is like, this is such a picture of God God's blessing for Benson. And there's two ways I can steward this. One, I can say, you're bad, Benson. You have so much stuff. Materialism is becoming an idol in your life. Stop it. Get rid of all of it. Put it in the trash can. We're going to, we're going to give it away, right? I can do that. And I probably will at some point because, you know, I, I, I like that. Or I can say this. God's blessed you, buddy. He's blessed you with a lot of toys and a lot of cars. And he's blessed you so much. Look, you can't even fill up this bucket. Like it's overflowing out of this bucket as you walk to the living room. Mom and dad are stepping on your blessings. It's awesome, right? But he is blessed. He's blessed. And I just, in 2017, you really have a mindset, a shift, how you want to live. Are you going to see the blessings of God as a blessing? You can say, thank you, God, for everything that you've given, everything that you've provided. Lord, I pray that I have more than enough, that other people would be blessed as well. That your blessings would overflow my wagon so that people could eat and drink and be merry and that we could take care of the poor, the sick, and the widow. That we would find out what true religion is in Luminous Church and that we would adopt the orphan. That we could be all about what God's called us to do because the blessings overflow out of our church and out of your life. That's what we're praying for. And we're not going to be ashamed of it. We're not going to swing to the opposite way of, of having this poverty mentality. We're going to say, God, this year in 2017, we ask that you would crown this year with your belt. If you would stand with me this morning. And I want to pray this over us this morning. Psalm 65, 11, That this would be our prayer. Father, we thank you that you visit the earth and you water it. You greatly enrich it, Jesus. Father, the river of God is, is full of water. You provide the grain, Father. For so you have prepared it. Father, I thank you for the seed that you provided for the provision in our life. God, I thank you for the means that you have given in order to plant the seed that you have given. Lord, I thank you that you cause the growth, that you bring the rain. God, we're asking in 2017 that this year would be crowned with your bounty. God, that you would crown 2017 with your bounty, with your blessing, with your overflow. And I just pray that everybody's wagon would overflow with the abundance of God, would overflow with the promises of God, would overflow with the blessing of God, would overflow with the peace of God, 
would overflow, God, with the salvation of God, would overflow with your generosity that is more than monetary. But, God, your generosity is so much more that it would overflow with the breath in our lungs, that it would overflow, God, that the blessing would overflow out of our life. Lord, I pray that in 2017, families would be blessed. God, that there would be an overflowing of, of intellect. God, as, as people don't feel adequate enough for the season that they've been called into, I pray that you would overflow a blessing into their life. That you would overflow a blessing on how to be a parent, how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife. That you would overflow the blessing on how to use our singleness to the glory of God. That you would overflow and it would be a blessing in every season in this church, out of this church, in this city. Overflow every sanctuary in this city, every church that's in this city with people to come to know Jesus. Overflow every chair, God. That, Lord, there would not be room enough in every building. Overflow with the new church plants in the city and the new works in the city and the new Bible studies in the city and the new ministries in the city. Overflow. God, we love you. I thank you, Jesus, that you came and you died for all. God, that we would be rich in love overflows in love that no one would go unloved we love you so much thank you for what you're doing in jesus name amen church can we give god a big hand thank you jesus for overflowing this morning praise you god you need prayer for anything this morning maybe you came this morning needing prayer we have some prayer workers right up here they would love to stand with you believe with you fight for you and love you have a great week pray for those cowboys Amen.